You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, the Beer City Boys, with episode 26. Coming to you live from 414 Beer Street Studios in the house. Not our studio apartment. Yeah. Or the garage. Or the garage. So, what do you got for us this week, Axeman? Anything good? Yeah, so recently a friend of mine from back home put a post on Facebook asking everyone who was more of a WWE icon, Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I wanted to bring that up to you and get your opinion and everybody's listening's opinion on uh, what, what their thoughts were on that question. Yeah, that's a very, very interesting topic there. Um, Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold were both big-time players in their eras. So that is a tough, tough uh, comparison here. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, and I had commented on the post and basically said along the lines that I thought that um, Stone Cold was the more of the icon because he was with the the WWF WWE at the time or WWF at the time um, for his entire career, and he didn't run and go chase big money at WCW. And I felt like when Hogan was in the WWE, there wasn't really anybody for him to compete with to be, you know, the man. It was just Hogan, where when Austin was there, you know, they had The Rock and The Undertaker and Mankind and Triple H and eventually Chris Jericho and uh, all these guys were there um, for him to compete with and kind of take that mantle away from him. So I feel like Stone Cold's more the icon. Yeah, um, I see what you're getting at there. Um, but also, like, with Hogan, I mean, look at uh, on how many, like, Hall of Fame careers came out of Hogan's era, too. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like Hogan... Didn't want to put some people over sometimes where Austin, I feel I feel like, didn't have a problem with putting people over. Yeah, you know, there was one one time where Austin didn't want to put over Brock Lesnar, but he said that it was just wrong for business, and that's when he stepped away for, like, a while or whatever, and then he came back. Yeah, yeah. And, and I knew about that, too, about... Austin not putting over Lesnar, but, um, you know, if you look at, like, what the first, like, within the first seven or eight WrestleManias, Hulk Hogan main evented 
all but like two of them, and he won a match in pretty much every single one of them. Yeah. Because there was the one where, um, what, Yokozuna beat Bret Hart, right? Or Bret Hart beat Yokozuna, and then Hogan came out and beat him for the title. It was like WrestleMania 7. Maybe. I think so. I can't remember. I think so. Um, but yeah, to me, I just feel like, in to me, it, it seemed like the same thing. When Hogan was in WCW, he never wanted to put anybody, any of the younger guys over. Yeah, um, I know that was a problem, but uh, as well, is they tried to pass the torch with a bunch of guys, and like it never happened. Yeah, well, and speaking of other icons, I think if you're going to talk about Hogan and Austin... I mean, you got to throw The Rock in there. And then you also got to throw in uh, John Cena. Because I don't think any of those guys are as big as John Cena compared to WWE icons. Well, John Cena came in late. He never got to wrestle Stone Cold, so... Well, right, but I'm just just saying icons is in general. Because Austin and Hogan never wrestled each other. Yeah, but um, with Austin too is like he got going in the uh, ninety or whatever ninety one ninety two whatever it was, his rookie of the year. Yeah, with WCW, yeah. Um, so like he he didn't really. Um, what's, what am I looking for? Yeah, um, he didn't really meet, well, I mean, he had a lot of good guys in WCW, but, um, he wasn't really a main key player until, like, what, 96? 97 or whatever, after he won King of the Ring? Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, like late 95, early 96, I think. So, after he got rid of the Ringmaster gimmick? Yeah. So, and then his popularity became more probably when he feuded with Vince McMahon. Right. So, Hogan... Hogan was like a, um, I'm going to say like a mainstay guy right from the get-go. He was bred to be like the all-American kind of guy and whatnot. So that, um, Hogan was kind of, uh, he wasn't really self-made. Hogan? Yeah, it was more of a, a Vince... Uh, like a, the product made kind of just the gimmick and all that stuff. Because, I mean, he was in the AWA. And whatnot, too. Um, and then he did that Rocky movie as well. Right. 
Um, so I think he became pro- popular from the Rocky movie as well. Because he did that Rocky movie right when he got, when he was getting big, right? Oh, that was before he got big. Like, yeah, right as he was coming into the WWF at the time, right? Yeah, I think he was in there for a little bit, and then uh, they wanted him to do that movie, and he was like, well, I'm doing the movie, because Vince Sr. didn't want him to do it. Okay, yeah. Probably, Vince Jr. probably pushed him to do it, though, probably, right? Or did they both not want him to do it? Oh, Vince Jr. didn't really have anything. Thing to do with it. At that point in time, his dad was still running the show. Yeah. So. So you think Hogan's the bigger icon then? Um, out of the two of those guys, um, just where the product was, to where it was when Stone Cold came in, I would say yeah, he would be the bigger icon. Yeah, in my opinion. You know, I guess without Hogan, there would have been no 90s boom, even though, um, you know, wrestling kind of fell off there in the early 90s, and then picked back up after right. the NWA, NWO came through, which was another Hogan thing. So, Yep. So I guess as much as people say Hogan didn't, want to put anybody over I guess he did do a lot for the business he did and I mean <laughs> you know as well as I I know it's it hurts me to say that but yeah I mean that Hogan's got a lot of the business that surrounded him just because of his name and all his gimmick and whatnot from that 80s to 90s yeah but then you could also say too that goes back to what we were saying, I think, in the previous episode about eyes. You know, people are going to be more popular with more eyes on the product. Like how we were saying with Lance Archer. Sure. How we're not huge Lance Archer fans. Well, that's because we didn't see a lot of stuff he did in New Japan. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I've watched Hogan most, like, almost all Hogan's career growing up. So, like, I mean, I was a Hogan fan. And I was the big Sting fan. Wasn't a fair Flan at the, at the time because Flair was the bad guy. And, right. Like, you don't want to watch the bad guys. So... It's one of those things to where... You could debate all day long and, like, with points, and they're all valid points. Right. Um, I mean, I think Austin had the better um, uh, what am I going to say? The better um uh, like matches wise, like with Vince, uh, better storylines, I should say. I think he had better storylines than Hulk Hogan because, I mean, Hulk Hogan just kind of uh, had his uh, um, he had his he had his matches, but 
it was like always the same. Yeah, him like basically always just, the same guys and him just going over. Yeah, like yeah, like the powers of evil kind of thing, and then they beat him down in the beginning, and then he fights back and right. Same old, same old. But that's what the fans wanted to see, though. Right, and that was old, like old school championship, old school wrestling. So, you know, I mean, until Austin came around, like everybody hates their boss, right? Yeah. So then he got into the fight with Vince McMahon, and like it was like. Everybody was living through Stone Cold's eyes of when he was beating up Vince McMahon, stomping him to the ground. Yeah, no, that was classic. And whatnot. And, like, he just gave you that that element, like, yeah, I can live my life through you. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So, in that sense, yeah, I mean, he was a really good icon. So, but then, like you said, you had all these other guys, too. Yeah, they were big. In the different area, you had The Rock in that era, too, of Stone Cold. And The Rock was, he was another guy that, like, he came in, he was nobody, and then all of a sudden, he just became somebody. Yeah, his, uh, his mic work definitely put him... Above and beyond everybody else in the business at the yeah. time. I think it's a look, too. Yeah, once he started uh, dressing in those you know, silk shirts and right. wearing the glasses and doing the eyebrow thing, like that really. Yeah, all that little quirky stuff. Yeah, and calling people, you know, jabronis and, yeah. and stuff like that. So. Do you like pie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's, it's so hard. I mean, in WCW, who do you think was the biggest icon there? Probably Sting, right? I'm going to go with Sting over Flair, only because Sting was there the entire time. Yeah. Sting was literally there from day one of WCW until the very end. I mean, him and him and Flair were on the last episode, and if I'm not mistaken, Sting was on the wrestled on the first episode too of Nitro. Yeah, yeah, of WCW Nitro. So, um, yeah, and I know Flair left in what '92. Yeah, Flair for the gold. Yeah, so Flair left in 92 and came in and won the Royal Rumble and had a good WrestleMania match with uh, Macho Man. Um, Yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, I I think I just got to go with Sting. When I think of Sting, I automatically think of uh, WCW. WCW, Yeah. Well, I mean... It's like with WWF, too, is like you had Macho Man. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was there, yeah, but when I think of WWF, I don't think of Macho Man right off the bat, though. No, and you think of Hulk Hogan? Um, well, and it, it's, 
it's hard too to pick icons for for the different for, eras. Well, yeah, it's it's different. You're right. You know, you know, for you growing up, Hogan would definitely be an icon. You know, the icon for the WWF. But for me, you know, it'd probably be Stone Cold just because of how I, you know when I was growing up. Right. Right. So yeah. But then, you know, in my opinion, too, another icon for the WWE would be, you know, John Cena. Yeah. You know, how is he not one? Yep. He was the guy from 2003, 2004 till what? Just recently till like 2016? Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, for like... You know, basically 15 years. Yeah. And the only reason he's still not wrestling now is because he's doing movie stuff. He doesn't need to anymore. Kind of like The Rock. Yeah. You know, just imagine how good The Rock's career would have been if he would have stayed in. You know, Austin got hurt, so Austin couldn't really wrestle anymore. Yep. Where The Rock was in great shape, The Rock could still be wrestling now. So... Because imagine that match that The Rock and Cena had at, what was that, WrestleMania 31 or whatever, when they wrestled Miami. Well, whatever it was, where they wrestled. 21, wasn't it? No, it wasn't 21. No. It was 30-something. No, 21 I think was Hogan, Rock. No, that was 17. Was it 17? Yeah, when he was Hollywood. Yeah, that was WrestleMania 17. Okay. Getting everything all mixed up. That's all right. You can't keep everything straight, right? Yeah, I'm not, uh, uh, what's his name? Conrad Thompson. Mm. The guy's younger than I am, and he's got a mind for the business. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, is there anybody else that comes to mind for you, for Icon-wise? I mean, probably not between the business, the companies that we've named so far. Yeah, well, I mean, when you think of TNA, too, is, I mean, who do you think of? Oh, instantly AJ. Right, you got AJ Styles for TNA. Like, ROH, um... ROH, I mean, you, at the beginning, like, you got the Briscoes, and the Briscoes have been true players of the game. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, for for me, ROH is either the Briscoes or possibly even, um, like, Samoa Joe. I mean, Kevin Steen was even in there. Yeah. I mean, so was Tyler Black and... Um, uh, Austin Aries. Right. All those guys were, were mainstayers. And Daniel Bryant. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. You know, low-key. Yeah, low-key. That's uh, not your favorite guy in the world. No, I don't like low-key. But, yeah, I mean, all those guys are, but, you know... What about um? What you think of it now? And uh, the the main guy there is Jay Lethal, you know. Yeah, 
And see, when he was first there, when ROH was fairly young, he was a really young guy. He went and made his name in TNA and then come back. Yeah. I mean, I think Jay Lethal's up there. He's a two-time ROH champ. Yeah. The only person who's got more titles and title wins than him is Adam Cole. But I don't think of Adam Cole when I think of ROH, though. No, not really. You don't. I I literally like, for ROH, the first name that came to my mind was Samoa Joe. Because the very first time I ever heard of Samoa Joe was uh, when I, I bought a wrestling magazine. And in the back, it had rankings. And it was there was a thing about ROH, and I was like, oh, what's ROH? And I saw a picture of Samoa Joe. So for me, that's what I see is that picture that I saw of Samoa Joe. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know about ROH that much until I think uh, Netflix got popular. Yeah, they were on Netflix? Yeah, you could, like, rent the, rent the DVDs. You used to get them in the mail. Oh, yeah, early Netflix. Early time Netflix. That's when I found out about ROH, really. And then I thought it was, like, super good wrestling. Yeah. Because it brought me back to the good days. Yeah. Um, you know, who? Do you, what about um, New Japan? Who do you think of? New Japan, I would have to say, like, Okada. You don't think of Inoki? Antonio Inoki? Um... Well, I guess I'm more mainstay right now. Yeah. So, like, I would have to say, like, Okada when I think of New Japan. Or, or Kenny. Kenny, yeah. Um, I mean, we could go way back and um, start naming, like, Stan Hansen and uh, Vader. Yeah, Vader was another guy, yeah. Um. I mean, the Road Warriors even have stints over there. Hogan had a stint over there for a little bit. Um, so, but when I think of uh, New Japan right now, I'm thinking like Okada or Kenny. Okay. What about uh, ECW? Who do you think of? ECW. When I think ECW, hmm, like, when I think ECW, I think like Jerry Lynn, um, Shane Douglas, the franchise, Shane Douglas, um, the Sandman, Sabu, unfortunately, can't stand that guy. Um, you know, I was gonna say like Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer, yeah, Taz, Taz, RVD, yeah, RVD, um, New Jack, right? No, <laughs> well, yeah, Rhino, maybe, yeah. Um, Raven. Yep. And then, like, early ECW, you know, like, Eddie and... Yep. Um, 
Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. Yep. So. All those guys, yeah. It's kind of hard to pinpoint one guy because, like, there wasn't really... You had, like... Like the the guys on there, like the Sandman would always smoke the cigarette and drink the beer can and bust the beer can on his head. <laughs> like, it, it, to me, ECW really wasn't wrestling. Yeah, no, no, it was more like death matches. Okay, you could say. Yeah, I know. It was like hardcore. I know what you're saying. So it wasn't really, I mean, I didn't really watch it. I mean, I watched it occasionally when nobody else was around. Because it was always, like, really graphic, so. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Were we missing any promotions? Oh, I mean, I know we're missing promotions, but, like... I didn't know if there was any, like, on the top of your head. Like, if you want to go territory days and whatnot, I mean, you had your guys in the territories and whatnot, but... Right, yeah. But that's even hard, too, because they traded guys so much. Yeah. And you always had your traveling champion. Right. Right. But you did have your mainstay guys. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you know, like, Mid-South would have had, like, you know, Ted DiBiase was there, and Junkyard Dog, and, uh, let's see, who else would have been there? Um, Jim, uh, Jim Duggan would have been there. Yeah. Um... I can't think who else would have been there, but then, you know, in Memphis, you got Jerry Lawler. Yep. Um, you know, in Florida, you had Dusty. Yep. Until until he went to Mid-Atlantic. In Mid-Atlantic, you would have had, you know, Flair. Yep. And Steamboat would have been there, right? I think so. You know, and then, uh, see, AWA, you would have had... Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah, Bockwinkle. Larry Zabisco. Yeah. Living legend, Larry Zabisco. <laughs> um, you had the Crusher. Yep, the Crusher. Baron Von Roschke. Mad Dog Vashon. Yep. You know, but then like St. Louis, you would have had... Bob Orton. Bob Orton. And then Kansas City, you would have had Harley Race. Yep. But those two cities probably shared guys a lot. You know, Harley Race was probably in St. Louis a lot because that's not a very far drive. Yeah. Fritz Fritz would have been Texas. Yeah, the Von Axe would have been in Dallas, yep. And then, like, Tully would have been in San Antonio. So. All over the map. Yeah, and then you would have had, like, the Sheik in Detroit and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. Nikita Koloff or Ivan Koloff. Yeah, he would have been in Detroit, right? I'm not sure if they were in Detroit or not. Hmm. 
But, yeah, when I get done with that book, I'll have to give you that book so you can read it, that Territories one. Yeah. It's a good one. It's, uh... It's very interesting. All that stuff. Yes. Yeah. You can't really... Each era had its own, like, little icon, so, like... But I think Hogan had probably the biggest influence. So, yeah, out of, out, of, out of every wrestling era, I think Hogan probably had the most. Just because of what Vince McMahon created. And just having Hogan and just working Hogan like he did as like the draw. So, yeah, and you know, with McMahon coming through and getting all those, uh, all those TV deals, yeah, in everybody's city and getting eyes on his product and break that that invisible territory wall down to, you know, jump around to each region and stuff, right? Um, and then pulling in all that money so then he's got that money to um to buy up all those guys all those good top guys from each territory to open up shows you know for Hogan and stuff and set the stage it was a it was a well-oiled machine and uh as much as I don't like the WWE product now Vince McMahon is a genius and he's uh he knew what he was doing then, so now maybe if he could just figure it out again and change stuff up. Yeah, you know, I think uh, they needed more competition to probably try to weasel WWE out of their quirky ways and whatnot and try to focus back on making the best product they could. Right. So, I don't know. Anything else? Um, no, not anymore about the icon stuff. But since uh, we got together to watch night one of WrestleMania, what do you think uh, of uh, some of the matches? Um, the Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre went off first. Um, after their, like, hour rain delay, 45 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Kind of a bummer for the fans, but at least, uh, they got to see that. Or at least they're getting to watch the wrestling, I should say. Um, but, uh, that match was pretty good. Um, it's, I guess it's nice to see that they're running with Bobby Lashley, but it would have been nice to see Drew McIntyre get a moment in front of the fans, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, right. Since they didn't get that last year. Right, yeah. No, I like that match too, but I'm with you. I'm glad that they um, they went with Bobby on this. I, I like Bobby's heel gimmick. The same as I like uh, Roman's heel gimmick and uh, even Apollo Crews' heel gimmick. Yeah. Um, I think WWE's got some good heels going on now. Um, 
so yeah so it'll be interesting to see where uh where uh, where they go with this Lashley character with MVP so um yeah that's good uh what did you think about uh that uh Seth Rollins Cesaro match I thought that was pretty good um Seth Rollins came away with the W I mean not Seth Rollins I'm sorry Cesaro I apologize um but yeah, that was it was a good match. I think they did a pretty good job. So, yeah, that was like a classic uh ROH match. Yeah, it was more like a classic match, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and then uh Heather was pointing out Cesaro was spinning Seth Rollins around without any hands. I think you missed that one. Yeah, he had it on his he had Seth Rollins on his shoulders. Oh, yeah, I I just caught the end of that. So. But, yeah, what did you uh, think of that women's tag match? It was okay. Um, there were some good things in it. Uh, Mandy kind of slipped coming in, so that was a little, little funny. Yeah. Um, but, um... It was all right. Uh, I feel like it could have been better, but, you know, those were obviously, they're talented, but they're their lower tier WWE women, so that's why they were in that match. They probably didn't have anything else for them to do, right? Maybe. And uh, who is it, Tamina? Yeah. And uh, Natty. Natty, yeah. Going for the t- titles tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, on night two, yeah. So, they get a redemption shot at the titles again, I think. I think they had a match already for the titles. Oh, really? I think it was on, like, Raw or something or SmackDown. I don't like that they just keep giving people title shots so much. Yeah. I mean, Natty should be a champion more than she is. I mean, she's been there a long time, and she's developed so many of these girls. Yeah. She's been a mainstay. I mean, she's like the franchise of the women's division. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah, I mean... Well, should we take a little break and then we'll hit it up? Carry on. Alrighty. Yeah, let's do that. Welcome back after our little commercial break. Got any sponsors for the commercial break? Just more pile driver pizza. More pile driver pizza. With those pile driver chocolate chip cookies. That's right. Comes in a package deal. Chair shot chocolate chip. Chair shot chocolate chip cookies. Sorry. Comes in a package deal. Yeah. Get it at your local grocer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, everybody keep an eye out for them. That's right. So, uh, what do you think of uh, McMahon and uh, Braun Strowman cage match? Um, it was. I thought it was okay. Um, I thought uh, 
what they did was uh, halfway decent. Um, I thought uh, uh, that that finish was uh, uh, over the top like uh, McMahon would do, you know. Yeah, yeah. I figured they were going to either Shane was going to jump off the top or he was going to get thrown off or something like he did. So Yeah. He's always got to do the high spots. Yeah. Those bumps got to hurt him so bad. Well, that's why he can only wrestle like two or three times a year. Right. If that, you know. Yeah. So um, what did you think of it? It was okay. Um, nothing special, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't care for either guy, so... I don't know. It it was not one of the matches on my radar, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. What about... Uh, Braun Strowman came away with the win, just so everybody knows. Yeah. What uh, What about the Ms. Morrison, Damian Priest, Bad Bunny match? You know, that one surprised me. That was actually pretty decent. For a celebrity match? Yeah, Bad Bunny wrestled a lot, actually. Yeah, he did. Because usually those celebrities, they just, like, they come in and, like, do, like, one move or the wrestler, whoever they're teamed up with, like, hits them with the finisher or whatever the case is, and then the celebrity, like, pins them and gets the win. But Bad Bunny did, like, most of the work in that match. Yeah. He did more more wrestling than that guy that's with AJ. Yeah. Because they won the tag belts from... Yeah. Um, the New, New Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a shock, but uh, not at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like where AJ's at in his career, you pretty much got to have him have a title for the rest of the time he's there. You know what I mean? Huh. I mean, I think AJ is pretty content no matter what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think that he wants to be on, like, a, a long schedule. So I think that, like, this WWE um, last year was probably pretty convenient for him because he wants to spend more time with his family. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, shit, he's been wrestling for, what, probably 20 years, so... Cause he's, I think yeah, he's probably like pretty early, close, yeah. early forties, and I think he was in the power plant right when WCW shut down. He might have been, yeah. So, um, I mean, he's been on the road for a long time, so he's, he probably wants to spend a lot of time with his family. Yep, don't blame him. Yeah, um, but no, I thought that was a pretty decent match. Um, probably the best part of the match was uh, Bad Bunny. Doing the destroyer, that was yeah. that was pretty cool. A bunny destroyer, yeah, yeah. That was uh that was quite shocking. Like all of a sudden, he just kind of like looks and then they just flip and boom. And the thing I gotta like about it too is Morrison was done the rest of the match. Right. Yeah. How it should be. If you get right. hit with the destroyer, that's it. We we gotta start stopping the. Two count destroyer bull crap. Run. If you get destroyed, you're done. I remember when that move, when I first saw that move, 
and still to this day, that is my favorite wrestling move of all time. Yeah, that was pretty spectacular. Petey Williams. I did like the Frankensteiner, though. That's pretty good, too. I mean, when Scott would throw you off the ropes and then catch you with his legs and flip you over, I mean, that was pretty spectacular back in the day. That was probably the greatest move back in the day. Like the most most athletic move, I should say. Yeah, but, you know, now with all the athletic guys, that one kind of takes a back seat, so. Right. So, uh, what do you think of the last match? Sasha and... And Bianca, yeah. Bianca. You know, they, uh, they did a good job. They did a great job. Um, it went back and forth. Um, each of them were taking big risks and whatnot with mm-hmm. their moves and stuff. Um, it, it was it was good. I mean, Bianca Belair, she carried Sasha up the stairs like that That's through crazy. the ring. That's not an easy task. I no, mean, definitely not. Especially when I'm sure Bianca's probably got to go about like what would you say, like one sixty? No, no. You sure? You're talking to Sasha. Bianca. Uh, she's probably like 145. You think so? I mean, I, I know. She's pretty she, muscular. She's, she's tall. She may be. She, she might be, but Sasha's only probably like 100 pounds. A buck 15. Yeah. So. But that's a lot to, for especially somebody. Especially she holding her up, fully extended arm all the way above her head. Right. I mean. Granted, Sasha's helping her out by pressing up on her shoulder, but yeah, but still, that's but still that's that's impressive. Yeah, it's an impressive feat carrying her up the stairs like that. Yeah, and then she gave her that hair whip. Yeah, that hair whip. Oh my gosh! I don't know if that was a sound effect or what, but did you see she had a welt? Yeah, on her on her ribs. So maybe she did hit her. I don't know. That was a that was a hard slap like that. That had to stay at least a little bit. Yeah, so... I don't know if uh, that mesh on Sasha's outfit, I don't know if that kind of helped with the sound or what. It was on the opposite side of that. Yeah, but uh, when it wrapped around or whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't know. They had to have done something, because I wouldn't think your hair would be that loud, but I guess I've never had hair that long and... Braided like a whip. Yeah, and whip somebody with it. Yeah. It's sound, sound effect. I mean, it's a tighter braid down there, so. It's it possible. Mo- it's possible. Anything's possible there. Yeah. But, so, first night overall, what'd you think? What um, would you give it? What's your grade? Uh, Overall, I think I would give it like probably a C plus. Yeah. Um, I thought the order was a little messy, but you have to have some kind of like good kickoff show, a kickoff portion, especially when you had a rain delay like that. People are kind of like antsy and yeah, they've been out on the rain, so like they want to get something good to get them get the blood flowing and whatnot. So yeah, you think they switched around the order? You know, if I think if they would have came out with like Bad Bunny in Morrison match, or Bad Bad Bunny and Miz and Morrison, and uh, 
Damien. Yeah, Damien Priest. Yeah, I think if they would have came out with that match first, I think that would have been fine. Yeah. I think they would have been solid with that match. I think everybody would have been into it. Everybody would have been hyped, especially Bad Bunny doing that Canadian Destroyer on the outside. Yeah. Like, they didn't need to put Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley on first. Like, that was their hype match right there. I wonder if they waited because they knew there was going to be some outside spots. They wanted it to dry up a little bit. That's possible. On that outside kind of padding and stuff. Possible. Um, but it almost seemed to me like that they weren't expecting that rain to come through. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's probably they probably weren't. Hopefully they have better conditions for tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm sure McMahon's pretty crafty, so he'll probably have something. He'll probably get something going. He's going to put up a dome. Yeah, he's going to build a dome over Raymond James Stadium, yeah. Dome overnight. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have like a little like canvas tent or something put up over the ring area so at least they could still wrestle and stuff. Um, but that's, I mean, I, I, I thought there was some pretty good matches this first night. Um, there was some, a lot of weak matches this first night. You know, that women's gauntlet thing was pretty weak. Um, and then, I mean, other than that, I mean, New Day and AJ was all right. Um, Seth Rollins and Cesaro was pretty good. Yep. Um, Bobby Lashley, McIntyre was all right. Um, yeah, everything was just kind of like okay. I think the the highlight of the night was was Bad Bunny, and uh, yeah, I would have to say Sasha and and uh, Bianca. Yeah, I think night two is going to be better. But I agree with you. I think night one was definitely a C. But I think night two will be better. I think Oscar and Ripley will put on a good good showing. Yeah. I think Edge and Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns will be good. Yeah, that should be a good match. Um, I would think that that women's tag team match would be pretty decent. Well, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm going to say that's, that's probably going to be like a, a C match. Yeah. Maybe a B but it's not going to be anything spectacular like we just saw. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, what was I going to say? And then you got the uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Yeah, that'll be an interesting match. Yeah. Um, and then you got uh, Big E and Apollo. I think that'll be a good match. Yep. And then uh, you got... Uh, Matt Riddle and um, Sheamus. Sheamus, I think that'll be pretty good. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be all mediocre almost yeah. as far as the those uh, two matches are concerned. Those the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title. I think it's kind of gonna be a mediocre kind of filler. Yeah, I guess we'll see, but I don't think it's gonna be anything spectacular. So, I wonder if we're going to get, like, a guest appearance from The Undertaker. I don't think so. I think he's done. Just, I mean, not like a wrestling match. Mm. Just kind of like a pop-in and farewell. 
Just in front of the fans? I don't know. I mean, I'd be okay if he was just done done. He's done his due diligence. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even have to come out in his character, like, just, like, come out and... It'd be cool if he came out on a motorcycle. Did, like, a, a match or something, but... I don't think he just need. I, no, no. I mean, like, yeah. like sat at the desk and was like a special announced guy or whatever. Oh, okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. That that wouldn't be too bad, but it would just be nice for him just to come out and like thank the fans or something like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, but hope all you fans uh, who watched uh, WrestleMania like Night One and. Uh, yeah, and hopefully night two is just as good. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow, right? Yeah, I guess so. We'll see tomorrow, as uh, you probably all figured out that we pre-recorded this episode here yeah. for uh, next weekend. Blame my sister. Yeah, blame uh, the X-Man sister for getting married down in Florida. Yeah. So at least he's going to be soaking up the sun. I'm going to be soaking up the rain, you know. I'm going to come back looking like a bronze god. Oh, yeah. So, well, want to take us out? Well, remember, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch your distance. I think we're out. We out. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Beer City Boys One. Hot tag out.